we got the alternative energy right. on nuclear free autonomy. And welcome to the Radioactive Show, produced at the studios of 3CR Melbourne and heard nationally on the Community Radio Network. This Radioactive Show has been produced on the land of the Wurundjeri Woiwurrung people of the Kulin Nation. I give my respect to Elders, past, present and future. Sovereignty has never been ceded. I'm Emma Crunch. Today's show is our second featuring audio from a panel discussion marking the International Day for the Total Elimination of Nuclear Weapons, a panel which was held on September 26th. The online panel was organised by Reverse the Trend Pacific, which is a chapter of Reverse the Trend, Save Our People, Save the Planet. We'll hear from the facilitator, Jeshua Hope, as well as panel guests, Kasia Sequoia-Slavna from the Global Sunrise Project and Amb- Ambassador Tabororo Tito of Kiribati. Kiribati has been pushing the world to do more in both the international climate and nuclear-free spheres. Our next speaker and the final speaker in today's lineup is a, uh, a wonderful uh, Gen Z documentary filmmaker, um, and she's also the founder of the Global Sunrise Project, which is a youth-centered, positive impact storytelling hub. And that's a lot of really wonderful words, and she'll be able to explain a little bit more about it. And I think she's also even got a video to share with us. But her name is Kasha Slavna, um, and she's with the Global Sunrise Project. So Bulavinaka Kasha, thank you so much for joining us today, uh, and the floor is yours. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for having me all here with you, for having me here with you all today. I'm joining you from the unceded territory of the Anishinaabek, the Haudenosaunee, and the Mississaugas of the Credit First Nation in Tuckeronto, also known as Toronto. Thank you to my fellow co-panelists for sharing your experiences and wisdom. Um, and obviously, we're all here today to commemorate um, the day of the total elimination of nuclear weapons. um, Echoing some of the things that my panelists have said, we are in a time of multiple existential intersecting threats, nuclear weapons, climate change, political fragmentation and division. In policymaking spaces, these issues have been divided into separate areas. However, they're only divided because the intrinsic links are not being understood or are being ignored altogether. They're seen as a complex interconnected web, too difficult to dissect or untangle. These systems creating climate change, conflict, wars are systems of injustice. They're colonial systems of violence against the planet and against one another. When we are inactive on climate change, we condone and perpetuate violence against those most impacted by its effects. From the rising sea levels in the Pacific, to the flooding in Pakistan, to the droughts in Somalia. Likewise, while the well-financed nuclear weapons system condones and perpetuates violence against our planet and its entire population, from uranium mining and production in sub-Saharan Africa and indigenous North American communities, to testing in Kazakhstan and Bikini Atoll, and the many Pacific islands that we have heard the testimonies from. In mainstream awareness, 
Nuclear weapons are presumed to be a threat of the past, but as our geopolitical climate is destabilizing, nuclear weapons once again are being threatened for use on a global scale. We can't solve the climate crisis in an equitable way without framing our solutions through a lens of reducing potential conflict and addressing the threat of nuclear weapons. All of these issues combined threaten humanity's ability to meet, to meet our basic human needs and undermine the conditions to create peace. And it's clear that leaders, especially in the global north, are lacking in connection. Connection to the very personal impact of these issues on communities in the Pacific, missing connection to the land, the sea, and all living beings which sustain life on this planet, missing connection to the links between nuclear weapons and climate change, missing connection to the way that their actions will have lasting impacts for generations to come. And one of the most pressing questions we as a movement face now is how do we bridge these gaps? How do we build that connection? And how do we get leaders to truly listen to the voices of those most impacted? These narratives from the front lines of these issues are missing from mainstream media. And as a storyteller, I know that film can be a powerful tool to uplift underrepresented voices, to bridge divides, to raise awareness, and to catalyze positive change. Um, so, a little bit about the work that I'm currently doing is a film called. 1.5 Degrees of Peace, a feature documentary exploring how militarization, nuclear weapons, and conflicts are intrinsically connected with the climate crisis, which, in which the film will follow the stories of young people like those we've heard from today, who are most affected by the intersections of these issues. It will document their personal journeys to find solutions as they witness and experience the impacts of biodiversity loss, food and agriculture shortages, sorry, um, indigenous sovereignty struggles, migration, environmental racism, and the current threat of nuclear weapons. Creating balanced narratives is key and showing the challenges of young leaders in achieving climate justice, demilitarization, disarmament, and confronting systemic violence is critical, but also highlighting the joy the collective action and the community within these movements to inspire people to join us in our efforts. Finally, to achieve climate justice, we urgently need to eliminate nuclear weapons. Their continued existence is a threat to humanity, to our planet, and to justice and peace for all. And as we've learned today from our incredible panelists, there are leaders on the front lines across generations striving to find bold solutions, challenging the complex intersections and connections so that we can address the root causes of these issues. There is no other way to achieve climate justice and peace than to unify our movements, to learn from each other's experiences, to co-create solutions from the most localized community level all the way up to global policymaking spaces. And by bridging the gaps, connecting with one another, centering and uplifting voices from the Pacific, we can create the change that is needed. Let's imagine a future that is free from nuclear weapons, a climate that is stable and healthy, and an interconnected humanity. And let's work towards it together because it's the future we deserve. But thank you for reminding us of the um, of the interlinkages between climate justice and, and nu nuclear peace um, and how our movements need to come together to unify, as you've rightly said, and how we need to 
um, learn from each other and share those learnings. I think that's more important um, now than ever, given that these are the two greatest existential threats that we now face. You're listening to The Radioactive Show and you're hearing audio from a forum held on the International Day for the Total Elimination of Nuclear Weapons, September 26th. You've just heard from Kasia Sequoia Slavna from the Global Sunrise Project. Next, we hear from the ambassador of Kiribati, who comes, joins from the United Nations in New York. Well, I'm available. (laughs) Very busy time, but I am making time. I'm making time because I think this is a a great opportunity, wonderful opportunity to be connected with people who who are already converted. I don't want to. I don't. I, I. I don't want to convert people already converted. Otherwise, we'll be wasting our time. But I just want to inject more power and energy into those who are already on the same page as myself and the Kiribati people, the 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 the, the president, the government, the people of Kiribati. Uh, you may have a. Uh, heard what uh, uh, our president uh, said a few days ago, uh, you know, in his statement to the uh, the, the 77th uh, you know, high level, uh, 77th uh, General Assembly, 77th session of the General Assembly high level week, they said. Yes, and I was uh, very happy that uh, the president did tell the world that Kiribati is 101% committed to, uh, let me use the the American word, to fight for a world, fight for a world free of nuclear weapons. And of course, I fully support, I, of course, I agree 101% again with the president because my, my commonsensical awareness tells me that the world has uh, gone into the wrong direction. You see, I can tell you a long story, but I wouldn't uh, take too much time. But we've had a terrible experience with the nuclear weapons testing. And people are still crumpling upon this, uh, asking the government, what can you do about us? We are now affected. We, I've lost a few uncles, a few relatives who were there on the Christmas side and when the, the nuclear testings were carried out. Firstly, by the British, then by the friends, the Americans, and then the jointly by the British and the Americans. And I was sad to see my uncles and aunties, you know, 
giving up life. They say we could be more, but we need to be referred to Fiji or somewhere else. But they could not because government at the time had that policy that if people uh, uh, are, affect, uh, are, are suffering from cancer, they're not entitled to fly overseas for referral. So I, I saw that. It was very painful, especially those I really love, the loved ones. And, but we're going to do a thing because, you know, it, it goes back to maybe 40, 50 years back when they were there as young people and the testings were carried out. And without them knowing, they were told, come on, cover yourself with this tarpaulin. But you know, people, when you have fireworks, they think there was a great fireworks. It wasn't fireworks, was it? It was the, uh, the testing of the hydrogen bombs, uh, half a kilometer, one kilometer above the Christmas island. So they had to throw out the white tarpaulin and look up into the sky. But they did not know that it was very, very damaging for them. And of course, later on, they found out that they were suffering. And they could not explain why they were suffering. They thought it was one of those illnesses. You know, we have illness, illness is just part of life. But then when investigations were carried out, it was found that those people were, were had, had a high incidence, high rates of cancer. So that tells us that these must have been caused by the testings. And of course, we had the British veterans, the New Zealanders, the Fijians. They, they also complained. But what happened? Our friends, the British, say, no, no, it's nothing to do with that. Maybe some other illness, maybe, you know. So up to now, the British veterans were on Christmas Island testing were denied this uh, the right to be to, to government assistance and they continue to deny it up to this point in time and of course i do study a little bit a little bit of science i study organic chemistry molecular chemistry dna chemistry i, I mean i studied at university so i know a bit about that i'm not a professional but i know that when you step the the, the atomic structure of life, whether in the bones or in the in 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 in, in the kidney or whatever, then you're going to have problems because you are affecting nature. You're disturbing nature. Nature has made it that particular that particular way, and if you are smart enough to destroy it, you'll you'll face the consequences. So here we are, humanity trying to be smarter than nature. But I, to me, I always, I grew up in a society where we bow down to nature. Nature is represented by our ancestors. Ancestors say, do this and don't do this. We just say, thank you, ancestors. We will follow. And that was our thinking in those days. But when we went to school, we thought we were smarter than that. Like, you know, many people I've met, in the science world and the political world, they think they are in charge of everything. Well, of course, I, I don't claim that, but I've met many colleagues and I argue with them in, in New York and elsewhere. I say, look, come on, you're not in charge of the sun. We are not in charge of the planets moving around the sun in a particular order. We're not in charge of something. And even the molecules, 
that make us what we are. So starting from the time we are in the crucible, in the womb of our mummies. We're not, we don't know what happened. Well, just what we are is what we are. And so Kiribati is, is a victim of nuclear testing. And uh, we're still waiting. Who's going to help us? The president made a statement today in the, in the, uh, in the United Nations saying that 60 years ago, we were, no, we were victims of that. We're still victims. But then just uh, a few months ago, when Ukraine uh, was affected by the war, the World Bank uh, declared and announced that they will allow, I think, $9 billion grant, not a loan. And our president said, we were affected, nothing came. How come? But now, of course, because Ukraine was having problems, okay, we are glad, we are, we're happy that our brothers and sisters in Ukraine are being helped by the World Bank, because the United States said, no, well, I guess the United States has power, what, what goes on in the World Bank. The president of the United States, come on, release $9 billion, give it to Ukrainian people. That's nice, we're happy then. What about us? We don't mean much, do we? Because we're small, because we're only 100,000 people. So there it is. We know that too much experimentation with the natural order is going to backfire on us. So let us try and, and be sensible about experimentation with, with the natural order. We're made from the natural order, the, the atoms and the range to molecules. And that's what we are. But we play too much games on it. This are you know, bad, you know, bouncing back. And we are victims of that bouncing back because no, that's, we were not doing experimentation. Some people did experimentation. Now the problem is, will they stop or they carry on? I find from my stay here in New York that this experimentation is very good business, good money for some people. And of course, nowadays, we do not adore and worship human life. We, are sure we adore and worship money profit to make. And that's the problem. So some of our friends here, big brothers in the big countries, they think this is the best way and the quickest way of making profit, making money. So they will not give it up unless they start investing money somewhere else. But this is good investment. If I had money, I would invest it here if I were just money hungered. But I wouldn't because I know it would be damaging to humanity. I will invest my money in your fish and coconut, breadfruit, something, but not in making weapons, small or large. But the problem is many of our big brothers, they're stuck with weapon company, weapon industry. Weapon industry is, is the way forward for them. And so they may talk nice in the NPC, you know, in the UN, they talk nicely, we're with you, we want to get rid of all this and one day, but deep down in the heart, no, 
They won't. They'll do the opposite. When the meeting is over, they do the opposite. And so this is a challenge. How do we overcome this? How do we overcome this? To me, I don't have the answer. I'm only putting it to you. But let's not give up. Let's continue to work hard, come together, and make sure the world's uh, mindset, the mindset of the leaders, especially in, in the big countries, who depend so much on weapon, weapon companies to, to provide jobs, to provide the economy. We hope they can shift that money somewhere else and create something safer and invest their money in something which is good for all of us. So I thought I, I end there. And so all the best to you. Thank you, Christian, for inviting me. This is my piece, my contribution. Let us not give up. Let's continue to fight. Okay, thank you. Yes, thank you, Ambassador. Leader among them, that they hear you, that they will go with you. Initially, no, they don't hear me. But now they're slowly hearing me because I'm a stubborn guy. And what I believe is correct, I will push it. You see, I don't give up easily. When I think I have a good message, I will push it. So initially, I, I noticed people were not listening. Now they're listening. Remember a few weeks ago, I said to the United Nations, you know, especially the, the nuclear powers, you guys are playing around. You say, yeah, we want to get rid of the nuclear. You say it on your lips, and we fall in love with your lips. <laughs> but what you do doesn't match what you say, what comes out from your lips. Because you say, we're moving forward, get rid of the will. But what you do is the opposite. So you guys are, are bluffing. You guys are not telling the truth. You're not speaking from the heart. You're speaking from the lips. And, you, and they keep creating new, new mechanisms. Let's do this. And they are all delaying mechanisms, delaying tactics. You don't want to get rid of something you really love. You go to bed with this. And you love them. You hug them every night. It, the weapons are your, are your future. It's like the, my friend in Australia, and I'm talking about John Howard when I was with meeting as a leader of the Pacific. And when we talk about climate change, John Howard, the president of uh, town, we say, no, we don't want to get rid of the coal. Coal is important, which is right. Like I said, we wouldn't give up the tuna. Tuna is gold to us. And if people say, you know, get rid of the tuna, it's, it's a minute. No, 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 wait a minute. Tuna is very precious to us. I can understand when John Howard said, no, I don't want to get rid of the, the coal. The coal is our future. So, and the same with some of these countries. They're supposed to be very civilized. And they're supposed to get rid of the nuclear, but they are not. They're stuck with it. Why? They cannot find any other way to invest, any other place where they can invest there to grow economically. I wish they can, because they do. Then they will just say, get rid of, no, away with the nuclear. Let's replace the nuclear economy with some other economy. So they're listening to me now because I said to them, if you behave like this, Kilibas will pull out of the NPC, you see? And everybody came to me, are you pulling out? I will recommend to my government to pull out. We're wasting our time. Let's do more creative things in the UN. It's things which will happen. And not waste our time on just talking, talking. You know, beautiful talking. Makes people go to sleep and dream and snore or whatever. 
which really means nothing. It's all a bluff. It's all <laughs> so I'm they're listening to me because I, I really I really uh, what do you call I created I dropped the bomb in the NPC. They're listening to me now and I'm glad they're listening. And I can talk one use my voice to make the, 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 to make things better for the world. Okay. People around the world feeling what it's worth, asking more questions than what detective could research. Round the world, all standing up alert. More and more awakening, knowing that we got work. Seek to understand if you give a damn, realizing we kept us in trouble. It is evident. Evident, mankind meddling with malevolence, replacing wisdom with ill acquired intelligence. Whoever's in the running is irrelevant. We know the government never elected American presidents. Private in the citizens is limited. No matter what, it's never gonna be bigger than businesses. Hip hop and all that ain't visible at the top. What the position is, keeping y'all intentionally ignorant and blacklisting any political dissidents attacking us. But yo, we swing it back until they have to listen. If I fly fire power with pacifism, activism finna be passive no more. Peace taking the streets, order to man peace. But the peace is a belief. Nobody wants teach it. The teaching is beneath banners of all sheets. The elite gonna defeat rumors of free speech. Here, here. Town Square, we're speaking on the truth to see your family disappear, but I'd rather live in fear than in shackles and chains, and so I let them know we won't obey. People around the world, love deserves a turn, asking where we need to be the change that has occurred. System operates to a slave, and unless I'm escaped, high tide, time to liberate. Radioactive Show, and you've been hearing audio from an online panel discussion hosted by Reversing the Trend on the International Day for the Total Elimination of Nuclear Weapons on September 26. Look up Reversing the Trend online to find out about the fantastic work they're doing and follow up on these discussions. This has been The Radioactive Show, produced for 3CR Community Radio in Nam, Melbourne, and heard nationally on the Community Radio Network. Thanks to the Nuclear Free Collective of Friends of the Earth Melbourne for their support. You can find our shows on 3cr.org.au forward slash radioactive. The track featured on the show has been Combat Wombat, Let Them Know, featuring Mantra. I'm Emma Crunch and here's to a nuclear free future. Too brave, too strong, and the fire burns so deep in your heart that no one can ever put it out.